no Christian has to be poor if we had to be poor Jesus wouldn't have said I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor what was he preaching to the poor if it's not to correct it then it should be preached to the poor he said I came to preach to the sick and we know when he preached to the sick the God what healed so if he's preaching to the poor then prosperity is part of the gospel it is are you with me it's part of the gospel amen which is able it has an ability I tell people I believe God's word so so much because it has an ability I told you this the other time for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God it has an ability to he says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Roy King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. you've done when the serpent was talking bishop you've studied it was adam away or he was standing with her he was standing with her and the serpent was there talking to the lady talking to the lady and he was standing there watching stand he was giving the command standing there watching when she was done and she ate please it wasn't an apple it was probably, you know, all the movies we've acted is an apple. No, it's not an apple. You see, and she took it, and when she ate it, Adam, no, Adam. Yes, dear. This is tasty. When the Lord has spoken to you, you let the voice of your loved ones control your decision. I moved out of that a long time ago when I had to make certain decisions for my, especially for the ministry. Oh my God. It was a hard time, but I had to. Amen. Yeah, I had to. God had given you a command. But you know something? When you study the scriptures, when Eve ate it, God didn't show up. He waited for Adam to eat it. Why? If you read Romans, it says that those who live by the law shall be judged by the law. And those who live without the law shall be judged without the law. So if God gives a command, he holds you responsible. So if God gave you a command that eat kinky, sorry, don't eat kinky, and gave Bishop a command that you eat kinky, you are on two different platforms. So if you see Bishop eating kinky, who is also doing ministry like you, you say, ah, but God says I shouldn't eat kinky. It wasn't for everyone, it was for you. The moment you eat it, you'll be held responsible. When God gives a command, it's very personal. So the woman was not there. She had a reported speech. So when she ate it, the Bible says, God was still watching. 
But let me see if my man was still, because you know, he had already displayed that Charlie, God, he created me well. I've mentioned the names prophetically. He was, he was like a prophet, word of knowledge. When he says it, it was there. Then now, a lady brings this to you and you fall for it. The moment he ate it, the Bible says, and God came there. He didn't wait. Let's read it. Don't worry, we are enjoying the story. Amen. First day, glory to his name. What, what happened? He says, let's read it. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they saw fig leaves, sealed fig leaves, and what made themselves aprons. Now relax. The Bible says, and their eyes were opened. Were they blind at first? They were not blind. Think about it. These were people God had created who could see. But now he says, and their eyes were opened. And they realized they were naked. In other words, they had moved to another realm of vision. They were now seeing things differently at the wrong time. It was probably good for them to see that, but the timing was wrong. The timing was wrong. Because one day they were going to, they were going to take that tree one day. Actually, they were going to take it one day. Think about it. Amen. They had been awakened to another side of life, seeing things differently. Now, they had known good and evil. At first, they did not know good and evil. And do you, did you realize that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was one tree? There were not two trees. It wasn't a tree of good and a tree of evil. It was one tree. It was a good tree. They were awakened. Their eyes opened. Let's see what happened. They sowed fig leaves, uh -huh, and then made themselves aprons. And they heard a voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God. Now, this actually tells us that God used to come there. In the cool of the day, if you study in the Hebrew, they realize that it was around the ninth hour, the time of prayer, 3 p.m., the time Jesus was crucified. Yes, the time he was crucified or he died. The cool of the day. So he used to come during that time to fellowship with man. Now he comes at this time and what happens? Man begins to hide. He's moving away. They said he, they heard the voice of God and they hid themselves because they were afraid. The same presence of God they used to enjoy. Man had now come to that point where he felt like, I cannot handle this presence. I'm getting somewhere. They can't handle it. And God came at the cool of the day. And at the cool of the day when he came, what did the Bible say? When he questioned them and all that, they sold fake leaves and the Bible says that God also said, okay, though you have sinned and all that, he's passed the judgment and all, he says, I'm also going to sow an attar for you. What did he sow? The Bible says he killed a lamb and then sold an apron from, for them. So they took their figs away, and then they wore the lamb. That was the significance of Jesus' death. It was, it was a shadow. I wanted you to look at the timing. 
It was a shadow. That's not my message anyway. And so the figs actually talk about self-religion. Where a lot of people think, I can do this and that to merit God's grace or God's goodness. No. The lamb that God killed was a typology of Jesus. Amen. Which was declaring God's grace and God's righteous works. His redemption. This was a powerful man. A man that, oh my God, the whole earth was under his feet. He could, I believe Adam could zoom into the whole globe in seconds before his fall. I believe he could. He could be transported like that. Now this was a man who was not fooling God as the Bible says. How do we know? Because if you read on Adam, if you read on the Bible says that, and God said, man has become like one of us, knowing both good and evil. Didn't mean man was not like God. He says, let's make man in our own. And God created man in his own image. Created he, him, male and female. Created he, them. And now God says that now man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. In other words, the tree was not a bad tree. The, where the problem was, was the eating, the disobedience. And not the tree itself. Because when they ate, he acknowledged that now man knows good and evil. In other words, God has perspectives to everything. Everything. What am I trying to say? If we can stand where God stands, we will be able to judge every situation rightly. So Adam was just given a portion, a part to live. That's what he was living. Adam was given a part to live. So he was living in that realm of, I'm not even conscious of me being naked, walking around like that. That was the realm he was living. But then that was not all there was to God. And so you might have people who say, I'm bringing the positive side. So you might have people who say that, okay, so God doesn't want you to be, um, you know, God doesn't want you to see your, know your weakness or see your nakedness. That is not the message. That is not the message. The message is, it wasn't time for them to know certain things. But now, I don't know if you are catching it. They've eaten it, haven't they? And now they, they, when they ate it, their minds became negative. They were just now looking at good and positive things, but they hadn't been grown yet to be able to judge. They just knew good and evil, but not in its essence. You understand what I'm saying? They just knew good and evil. So God says, man has become like one of us. So let us take him out of the garden lest he comes back to take off the tree of life. And what did the Bible say? It says that God, that God put cherubs with a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life. Not to guard the tree of life. To guard the way to the tree of life. Read your Bibles well. You'll find it there. Oh, your, your books told you. You saw that yellow Bible storybook. So you saw two angels holding some flaming sword and then the tree was behind them. So they were, no, he says, to guard the way to the tree of life. 
So he's, he said them there, no one could now have access to the tree of life because the way had been blocked. Now man had to live with his senses. That's how come now mosquitoes began to bite. Originally man was not supposed to even eat meat. If you've read, you see that God said they should take herbs, herbs, herbs. Originally we were supposed to be vegetarians. But because of sin, Adam started killing the goats and things. Now you see, and started eating, and now we are all eating goats and chicken and pork and all that. Amen. You see what Adam calls? But we were supposed to be eating salad. You know, salad, the minus you are eating is from egg yolk. Amen. See what Adam did. So mosquitoes were, insects were not created to bite. They were supposed to be drinking nectar. But now your blood is where they find food. Adam. What am, why am I sharing all these stories? I'm talking about the abundant life. A lot of Christians are still living like that. I've said all the powerful things about Adam, but now they are stuck at that point. That is why even with the fall of man, man can still do certain things. A man that's born again can still do certain things, can still accomplish certain things. So when I see the church saying, um, can I say this? Okay, I'll try. Do you know that we don't pray for blessings listen I have actually taken my time to study in the light of the New Testament concerning the blessings of God and so mm, you can find people praying for hours Father bless me Father bless me bless me, oh bless me if you don't bless me and you'll be quoting certain scriptures can I show you something even before Adam fell what did the Bible describe Adam he says God blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply he blessed them first before he commanded them to be fruitful today the church wants to be blessed to be fruitful and they, they have forgotten that God has in the new creation God has already blessed man but we are being lazy on our responsibility. And so we've turned certain things into prayer topics. When they are not prayer topics. Things that they are not supposed to be prayer topics. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. And so Adam has done all these things. He fell. And now when he fell, man was subject to his senses. But before man was subject to the senses, where was man living? What was the mindset? Now, you have fallen. But you know the greater thing? The greater thing is when Jesus came, he put you far above where Adam used to be. That is what the church hasn't recognized yet. They think God restored us to where Adam was, not where Adam was. It is a lie. He did not restore us to where Adam was. I have a message. That's what I'll be dealing with this, this, this thing. That Adam was created in the image and likeness of God. He was created in the Hebrew word shadow. He was a shadow in the image and likeness of God. And now he says that the new creation 
was not created in the image and likeness of God. Check your Bible. If any man in Christ is a new creation, all things are passed away, all things have become new. And now he says that for Jesus is the head, we are the body, and he is the express image of the Father. The new creation is the image. We are not in the image. We are the image. Amen. Please do we understand? I'm just laying some foundations. The new creation is God's image. If we can see it that way, we will begin to live it rightly. But if we are seeing, you see, understand this. This is how God works. There is the conformity to his image. And that conformity to his image is a process. Even as you are his image. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's, we are being conformed to his image. Even as we are his image. Do you understand my King James? Hello? Oh, come on. Do you understand my King James? Yeah. And so, Adam was in the image. And he did all those things in the image of God. But when Jesus restored us, he restored us far above what Adam had. Did you know that Adam had no authority over the spiritual terrain? He was made for the earth. That's how come the devil could put him down. But what did the Bible say about the church? We are seated far above all principality and powers. God saw that, no, this time I don't have to put man over the physical things. Let me put him in charge of spiritual things so that he can dominate. Dominate the physical things. How many of us really understand this? Understanding who we are. The Abandoned Life Conference, the Abandoned Life Conference. What is it about? Still introducing. Today, first is introduction. Still introducing. I've not spoken about, I'm telling you the, the old life, how glorious it was. Come on. Wouldn't you have loved to live like Adam? Where you enter a place and you can just tell like you can tell. Amen. It was an old glory. But wouldn't you wish to be living like that? But God has made a better one. How many of us have discovered it? That is the reason for the abundant life. And so this is a conference where we are going to be explaining such things. For people to come to the understanding that, hey, the Christian is not to joke. It's not about religion that, oh, I have come to church. You know, I'm just coming to warm the pews. When you come to church, come and sit down. We sing, we sing, we sing, and we go. Christianity is not that, oh. Don't you have Muslims who, don't, who do good? Who don't insult? Who are morally right? Don't we have Hindus who are morally right? Don't we have... Mention them. So that is not what makes you a Christian. We have to understand the makeup of this new man. And so for these three days, I'll be dealing with the temple of God. I'll be dealing with the temple of God. Tomorrow I'll talk about it, and then the Sunday I'll talk about it. I'll be dealing with the temple of God as the whole church and as an individual. That's what I'll be dealing with. We must understand the body of Christ as an individual and as a church. 
Hello. So I'll be bringing to mind certain scriptures that have been misconstrued. I want you to think about it. You see, some people have thought that Christianity is just with certain, how certain things should be done morally. For example, I remember, for me like this, I like playing with my hair. You don't need to be told. <laughs> I like playing with my hair. It's a family thing. But I thought about it. Roy, you are a pastor. And God puts me in Ghana. <laughs> God has put me in Ghana. But I believe he puts me here to face that challenge. Because when I started out, oh my God, a lot of advices. I remember people can call me just to talk for hours. And me, if I'm convinced about what God has told me, forget it. Roy, you know what? If I come to your church and I see your head, I'll just walk out. I said, go. I wasn't called for everybody. I was called for some people. And the Lord told me, the church you are building is a multi-cultural church. And so do not limit your church to Ghanaian culture. He says, only accept culture that my word validates. If it's not by my word, don't take it. I went through and I was like, okay. God has nothing against, or God has nothing yeah, against hairstyles. I thought about it, I was like, oh. But today, do you know people preach and condemn people just because of the style of their hair? Evangelists, and I tell them, I said, then God can never send you to Jamaica. Because when you go there, you won't get anyone born again. You tell them to cut their hair before God will save them. Bringing the Ghanaian culture into the Jamaican culture. Which is wrong. So Jesus says something. He says, because of your traditions, you have made the word of God ineffective. Am I saying there shouldn't be decency? There should be. I believe in decency. There should be. But you should not condemn someone because of how the person probably looks. The Jesus we follow, he didn't cut his hair. He was a Nazarite. You've cut your hair. You're a hypocrite. You are condemning a guy with long hair when the Lord you save had long hair. You see how you're a hypocrite? It's, still, it's a low life. The reason I'm saying this, we are going to understand the abundant life so that we know that Jesus came to do more or he came to accomplish more than these tri trivial things that the church is dealing with. Like, up to now, people are fighting about lipstick for ladies, makeup for ladies, up to now, in the church. But he says he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. A glorious church, a church mature in the word of God that won't think about certain things. There are certain things that you have clouded your mind with. That is why the word of God is not working. You should replace them with the word. Give the Lord a mighty. You should. You are, you, you've clouded your mind with customs, clouded your mind with traditions, and it's not your fault. It's the fault of the fallen man. And you don't understand what it means to be saved and to be a new creation in Christ. That is how come you are still thinking like the old man. So what did he say? He said, put off the old man and put on the new man, which in Christ is renewed in righteousness. There is a way we think. 
There are certain things. It says, set your affections on things above. Do you know what that means? The word affection in the Greek is phroneo, not feelings. So, not feelings. The word affection was wrongly translated. It's phroneo. It means your mindset. Your mindset. So the I've read, set your mindset on things above. And he didn't end there. He said, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He has given us a geographical location on what we should think about. And there are people still thinking about earthly things. Born again. Tell your neighbor, set your affection. Set your phroneo on things above. Not things in the earth. Say there are higher things to think about. Higher matters to deal with. Stop wasting your mind on irrelevant matters. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap. Are you happy? I hope. I hope we've learned something. And so I've just given the introduction of the conference. Tomorrow we'll go deeper into God's word. Are you with me? Sunday we'll go deeper. I told you I'm dealing with the temple. Every year we'll have what we'll deal with. This is our first, just the beginning. So I'll be dealing with the temple. The temple as a universal church and the temple as an individual. When you understand it this way, you realize that, hey, Jesus did a lot. Bishop, you know, I was meditating one time, and then you remember where the Bible says that the zeal of thine house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of men have fallen upon me. Yes, yes. We are all praying, Father, let the zeal of your house eat us up, consume us. I've been praying that. I still do pray. I pray for the church. Let your zeal, let your zeal. But one time the Lord opened my mind to it. He said, Roy, inasmuch as you are praying that my zeal should consume you. He says, originally, you know it was about my son. I said, okay. I'll deal with that tomorrow. He said, it was about my son. I said, wow. The Bible says, when Jesus went into the house of God, the temple, and they were selling. He whipped them, lashed them, drove them out, and all that. And the Bible says when he did that, then the disciples were standing and they watched and they said that, wow. The Bible says, and they remembered as it was written, that the zeal of thine house had eaten me up. And the Lord said, when I sent Jesus, the zeal of the church, which is my house, was the reason he came. That is what had consumed him. That was what made Jesus do what he did. And so now he says, I want people to understand my house. I want people to understand the temple. He says, there's going to be a time I'm not going to live in temple that is made by hands, but I'm going to live in you. How many of us are conscious of God living inside of us? He said, I want you to bring my people to that consciousness of they being my temple individually and collectively. 
because by that, it was by that that Jesus came. That was the zeal he was looking at. He wasn't really looking at the cross. He was looking at the aftermath. And the aftermath is you and I. So do you think after you have come out, you should just relax and say, I'm just a Christian. I'm just working out. No, I just speak in tongues. Or as I said, I don't do bad things. Or when I do cry, my bad things are small. You are still living at that realm. No. The zeal is more than that. Give your neighbor a high five. Say, there are higher things to think about. I want to see you tomorrow. Can we be upstanding? Give the Lord a mighty clap for friend and a shout of praise. Thank you for listening. We believe you are being blessed by the captivating truths being revealed by the man of God, Pastor Roy King. We welcome you to join us in worship across our various fellowship grounds. On Tuesdays, we have the Hour of Intimacy from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Wednesdays, we have Cell Meeting from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The locations are Red Top at Wager, Galilee at Ablekuma, Mile 7 at Ashimota, University of Ghana Campus, Adenta House and Down at Adenta, Noble House at East Legon, Sunshine Hospital at Airport, ICGC Calvary Temple Park, Junction Mall, Bachina Total at Spintex, Sakamono and Community 5 at Tema. And for our Sunday Ipoekodomio services, the locations are Red Top at Wager from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and Okonglo First Floor Hanover Green Institute opposite the Pill Point Pharmacy on the Freetown Avenue from 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Contact our team on 020-099-8099 or 055-592-6251. We are ever ready to help. Come and have an experience with the Spirit of God.